Hello? Oh, Jimmy. Yeah? Hold on. Jimmy Pintaro. Oh, wow. What's going on? ESPN's president. Huh? You want to have somebody in this set that knows what he's talking about on this topic? Okay, Jimmy. All right. Whatever you say, buddy. Oh, wow. He's calling for the lefty. I don't know why he's a left-hander. Oh, 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 I get to stay. I mean, he's gone. It is fun to have him. Dale, papi. Holy sh**. Could Daniel Honest actually be good? Okay, we're going to keep it rolling right through here without stopping because Poppy's ready. This is Bomani Jones, of course. And last night, it was a Gettleman night, baby. Gettleman got to gloat and preen like a peacock because Daniel Jones ended up getting what everyone in the quarterbacking realm got last night, which is basically six for seven for 70 yards. And you can be impressed by the fact that he was poised, but doing it one time behind an offensive line that's not likely to protect him that way during the season against Star. You need a lot more information. Just give them credit for being poised. You guys can't be this easy, can you? Right? Like, if you're a Giants fan, I understand why you would be this easy, because you need hope in something, okay? But if you're everybody else, you cannot be this easy. I understand this is the first time you ever watched this dude play. You heard everybody banging on him for a long time. And then, boom, he looked like a quarterback. Not even a great quarterback, just a quarterback. But you cannot be this easy. Was he even playing against dudes that are going to be in the NFL next month? All he did was be competent. And that, because we've been laughing at Gettleman all offseason, the competence is the measurement that we're using to have it be a screaming success. Maybe they've got a replacement to Eli Manning, at least in part just because he wasn't a total joke and calamity last night. By the way, has anybody talked to Eli Manning um, about this performance that the young man had? Like, is Eli Manning going to try to play the first series of the next preseason game to show? I mean, I can do that. Are you allowed to wear that shirt on TV? I think so. Yeah? I think so. I got a little experience in figuring out what shirts I can and cannot wear. This one is clear. Oh, you're back. I know, right? Oh, man. After what we saw last night, should we hype up the Browns even more? They score touchdowns on defense, special teams, on offense. They don't need Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to do it. I will offer this qualifier all to all the football questions out there. One quarter, a couple of quarters, a game does not matter. But this team started exactly like it wanted to start as its first season in Two decades of expectations. This team is loud, this team is fun, and everyone is jealous of the young quarterback they have because of his personality and because he makes incredible throws, even if Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are not out there. There's every reason to be excited about this team. Last night didn't do anything to disprove that excitement. Every sports writer's dream, Dan, is to have two major players sit out so they can say, no Odell Beckham, no Jarvis Landry. No problem. And we saw that last night. But here's the deal with the Browns. This is the fun part. This is the part where winning is often and exciting and you get to swagger and talk your trash. I'm interested to see, Dan, when that fun part ends and the weight of expectations where winning is not gravy. Winning is expected and demanded and how they adjust and adapt to those situations. But right now, enjoy the ride. Just keep in mind, this team's history in this century is a lost Kelly Holcomb playoff game. That's the ceiling. It won seven games last year, and it felt like a miracle. The Cleveland Browns for two decades should have been relegated. It was a minor league football team. So the idea that it has crazy expectations this year and that the quarterback is fun and interesting, and they've added Odell Beckham, you should be enthusiastic about this because their floor is not the Raiders' floor. This team, if it stays healthy, is going to be fun.
And then there's this great storyline of this guy who is spending all his money to be at a tryout that he's not wanted at and is sleeping outdoors and in a 24-hour gym. I want you to think about that for a second because these guys on this team know this story. As he scores this touchdown, this dude was sleeping in a 24-hour gym with someone who looks like Tom Thibodeau in a towel in the locker room, making things unpleasant. And here he is scoring, and look at how happy his teammates are because they know how much he wants this. He's playing for the Browns returning punts, and he's not got a place to sleep at night. Look at these guys enjoying that. Can't wait for him to get cut off to the third preseason game. Yeah, okay, there's the (laughs) the requisite cynicism this story does not require. Is Andy Reid being a fool for playing Patrick Mahomes the entire first quarter tomorrow night? All right, his name is Mahomes. (laughs) Mahomes means turds in Spanish. He continues to do this after a 50-touchdown season. And this is bogus from the producers of this show because... Just like you can't do very much with yesterday's games, they're just telling us here, hey, talk about the Chiefs because you know they're interesting, and let's manufacture some fake controversy about whether he plays one quarter or one drive. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need a lot of practice, but if Andy Reid, who has done amazing things with Patrick Mahomes, says that he needs a quarter of work, I'm good to deferring to him on that one. I don't need to question it here. But Dan, don't you think it's a little weird that it's predetermined? Wouldn't you just see him play and then say, okay, after the first series, he looks pretty good, let's sit, sit him down? The idea that they're going into it with a plan to play for an entire quarter in a preseason game, and not any preseason game, the first preseason game, which might be the most meaningless preseason game. There's no point in doing this at all. And it's not like Patrick Mahomes is a guy who has to play his way into game shape or who play his way into game speed. We know his practice habits are pretty on point. This guy's one of the hardest workers in the league. And by the way, he's the reigning MVP. Why do you need to see him for an entire quarter? quarter of meaningless football all fair questions that he's asking but i would just submit to you as you watch what it is that's happening out there in football right before your eyes the quarterback position is safer to play than it's ever been it's why tom brady is playing so late in his career it's why kyler murray finds himself in a position where he's picking football over baseball even though the baseball money is guaranteed this is a safer position to play than it has been dan that sounds pretty that's very delicious talk you're saying right there but the backup quarterback for the eagles nate sudfeld broke his wrist on his throwing hand he's out for six weeks why because he played in a preseason game yeah, but you could do that in practice he could be hit by one of his own players in practice and that can happen what what quarterback gets hit in practice that's true oh if he gets hurt that'll be okay i know who's going to be his backup if that happens is it going to be Andy Reid from Playing Man or There it is. That's right. Andy Reid is just going to get out there and he's going to throw it like that. That's right. Wait, why is every other contestant like eight years old? That's right. No, they all are eight-year-old, including Andy Reid. Let's check in again with that, uh, number 22 there and see if he's enjoying his view of things as, uh, as he competes against number 34, Andy Reid. You guys realize that number 22 grew up to be that guy in the bagel shop that was filled with <laughs> anger and rage that wanted to fight everybody, right? <laughs> number 22 is now that bagel guy. Oh, man. Are you surprised that Kevin Durant stopped talking to his teammates at one point last season? Chris Haynes told Colin Cowherd this, didn't even put it in his story for Yahoo. means it's a pretty good story when that's one of the things that ends up being cut out of the piece when you're saying that Kevin Durant spent last season either being yelled at by Draymond Green and his teammates or not talking to his teammates, all of which explains something that is now redundant and obvious. 
It must have been such a suffering for Kevin Durant to play with those people last year that he chose to leave guaranteed winning for five or six years in a way that puts him in Brooklyn because he wanted to be away from everything that happened there. It is fairly fascinating given that he went over there to get all that winning, all that validation. He got all of the winning. He got some of the validation, but the teammates are not people that he wanted to be speaking to at some point because of where the expectations got to that team and where the pressure got it stopped being fun for a lot of the people involved. I think it's such a passive-aggressive move, the idea that you avoid people that you work with, not talking to them. And by the way, in the last five years, has anyone, I mean anyone, employee, player, coach, or otherwise, complained about the culture or the, the, the environment in Golden State or called it toxic or made it somewhere uncomfortable? This is one of the most fun organizations. This is the organization where everybody loves working there. Everybody loves the ball, Steve Kerr. Everybody loves Bob Myers. So the idea that he's over there and he can't get along in that scenario, in that place, gives him misery, kind of is beyond me. The other thing, though, Dan, the idea of him not talking to his teammates, eerily similar to another story of another player out there. His name's Kyrie Irving. He plays for the Nets now as well. Kyrie had the same thing going on with him, not only in Boston, but also in Cleveland. And so... I just want to know, what's it going to be like when you have two of these types of personalities who retreat into a shell when they're not comfortable, when they don't like their teammates? What happens if you have two of them together? I just think that basically Kevin Durant is in a really nice position not talking to his teammates because it's better than the alternative, which is him going to his two dozen uh, Twitter accounts that are <laughs> fake and then just emailing them insults at all points during the day and night. So he didn't want to hear from his teammates, huh? That's right. Mm, I know the feeling. Coming up next on my Soul TV show. Oh, yeah. There you go. The game's over. You're going to have to... Oh, now we've got a shoe. That's not going to work. Maybe his shoe's going to get stuck up there, too. Yes. Excellent. Yes, other shoe. Yes. Please. Please. Please get stuck. Both shoes are going to get stuck. Please get stuck. Please. Time to play the game that is the king of hot boy summer. Do you question? I mean, don't y'all want Bo to do this as well? You give us topics and events and we question them. Well, they do, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> sometimes Bomani does. Do you question Alan Gee's pregame ritual? His name is Gase. My father likes to call him Geese. He's not making a mistake there. That's what he calls him. So, from the maker of my wife just had a cesarean section, and I asked her, are you good? Because I had to get to a 2 p.m. meeting with Peyton Manning. We bring you this before the preseason game. This is his Jets debut. Crazy Adam Gase. Getting a little snort of the smelling salts, baby. Woo! I am ready to call plays for Sam Darnold. That wasn't a second ago, but now you give me a little ammonia in my face. Yeah! Ah! <laughs> that is euphoria, ladies and gentlemen. That is bliss and glee in his eyes and his face. And by the way, this also highlights one of the funny things he said in the, in the story in The Athletic yesterday, which is he's more comfortable wearing a hat. Sir, let me tell you. Looking like that, hat or no hat, you look crazy. No, but he looks so look much crazy. better with a hat. Let's put the press conference taco thing up there so people can see how crazy he looks without the hat. No, wait a minute. Amin's wrong on this one. Because with the hat, that looks like a maniac who's ready to coach a football game. Without the hat, it looks like someone you need to stay away from. All of you need to be careful around it because it's not stable. I don't think those were smelling souls. Look again. What do you mean, look again? Yeah. It's the first game. There's Adam Gase. He was fired by... <laughs> really? 
<laughs> the snorting tacos, oh, guys. Yeah, oh, baby. Oh. i got to be honest. That sounds delicious, <laughs> snorting tacos. If my mouth were sealed shut for an eternity, I'd snort tacos. I would. Do you question if we should have expected better from Bill Walton? Okay, well, Bill Walton was part of a Grateful Dead night, and this game was delayed because Bill Walton was out there pounding with the umps. And once Bill Walton starts a story, you're going to be 10 minutes late for anything that you have after that. So here's Bill Walton, and he's creaking a little bit, and he's big, and oh, wow. Yes, that was not great. Uh, a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence, but then he seemed to get scared. Oh, the, the legs. Look at his legs. Run it back. <laughs> no, let's watch the whole thing again. I want you guys to notice here that after he lets it go, you can tell from the back of Bill Walton that he gets a little scared of himself and how poorly had thrown it. Watch. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God, man. Afterwards, in an interview, he said this is the greatest day of his life, Dan. And here's the thing. Bill Walton, every day is the greatest day that of his correct. life. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He came on the jump one time, and that was the greatest day <laughs> of his life. And the other funny thing about Bill Walton, every time I meet him, it's a different experience. Sometimes he knows exactly who I am and asks me very intimate details about my life. And other times he looks at me blankly and says, hi, my name is Bill. <laughs> well, that is not my favorite first pitch. Which is your favorite? Uh, look look out, I mean. That's right. Oh, 50, oh, 50 cent, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a whole oh, assortment. Here oh, it is. Wizard dessert. for Life, John Wall. Oh, no, there that's it is, gem, right man. there, yes. Oh, yeah, Katie oh. Nolan, terrible. Oh, jeez, Katie, yes, what are you... Yes. Now they want to talk. <laughs> and then there he oh, is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Double zero, my father's guy, uh, held up by his diaper. I'm talking about the old guy, not Wilbon there, although... <laughs> also, similarly... That jersey helped. might be tucked into an adult diaper. You don't know it's not. <laughs> Do you question if we should feel bad for this guy? All right, let's see if this set is capable of some compassion, some sympathy for someone who was embarrassed at basketball. What happened here? Oh, yeah. There you go. The game's over. You're going to have to, oh, now we've got a shoe. That's not going to work. Maybe his shoe's going to get stuck up there, too. Yes. Excellent. Yes, other shoe. Yes. Please, please, please get stuck. Both shoes are going to Please get, get stuck. stuck. Please. He, he did not learn. Oh, oh no. Okay. Now he is. Oh, oh, oh now the other wait, shoe is he, stuck. Yeah, the other shoe is stuck. Right, here we go. Come on. Make my day. Make my weekend. You Please, highly questionable. Everything. Oh, he saved it again. All right. He's going to get stuck again. <laughs> Look, man. It's not the most efficient way to do this. Please tell me that ball is just going to roll into a lake. Now he's stuck. Yeah. He's in the ball. The ball's floating away. He's going to throw his pants in that. He should have climbed up to get it like this guy did. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember. Yes, much better to throw your shoes at the ball then lose your spine trying to retrieve it. I mean, is he alive? We don't know. Let's go to see or no. <laughs> Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that needs more fiber in his diet. See? Oh, no. Don't feel like we needed to know that. You tell us what to watch on television tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. 
Saturday on CBS, Rams and Raiders. Bobby, our friend Mina Kimes is doing Rams football in the booth this year. Wow. Yeah, really? she's doing wow. it during the preseason. She made the announcement this way on Twitter. I am extremely pumped to be joining the booth this season. Also, for me, for the first time ever, I've worked as an analyst, a host, a writer, podcaster, uh, but have not called a game for us. I'm really pumped to be a part of this, especially being based in Los Angeles, getting to do it, follow the hometown team, and follow it to Hawaii, which uh, is not why I'm doing it, but I am pretty excited to be doing that as well. Really? Hawaii? Hawaii. Hawaii? Hawaii. Yeah. She gave us her whole resume. She really did. Like, we didn't need that. We didn't need the whole thing. What about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. This is great news. I like to shake her hand. <laughs> oh, wow, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. No, Mina! Mina, I know that you're you're another hugger, but you want to give me a big hug. Oh no! Oh no! What's happening here, really? Oh no! I got it! 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 I Good luck, Mina. I think he's rooting for you to fail, oh, Mina. Man. In a gym in Orlando, Markel Fultz. You might be asking yourself, because Markel Fultz has been having a basketball camp in Orlando, whether you should spend $200 to send your kids to a Markel Fultz basketball camp, because we've been learning over the years that he can't shoot at all, and he seems to be a little bit short-circuited. So let's see here in practice, because people are saying he might be a monster this year if he can figure some of this stuff out. (laughs) There is video of Markel Fultz making shots, I mean... From three, from mid-range. Dan, I'm an NBA expert. I work on a television show called The Jump. We cover the NBA. We're going to be in Orlando on Monday doing a show live from there. We're going to unveil the NBA schedule. I'm not intrigued by this dude at all, man. All right, well, can we check in on that third shot, though? Because that third shot was a little more alarming than the first two. We showed you two jumpers that were made that were clean, but what what is this third shot here? When he decides, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go to my left over here, and I'm going to put up oh, this lefty. lefty thing over here. You know what? Why don't you just get the right hand down first, <laughs> and then you can advance to left hand and other hand stuff. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. That's not a good jumper. This is a good jumper. Boban. <laughs> Boban? Yeah. That's wow. Right. wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> The step back, no! They're not ready, Boban. They're not ready for the step back. I want you guys to imagine that landing in like the 1980s. What would they have done with somebody with that range at seven foot whatever he is? They would have taken an Area 51 and studied it for scientific purposes. On the History Channel, unexplained. Oh, he says it like that, and he says yes already. already. You think it's good enough with unexplained, but what if I tell you it's not only unexplained, it's unexplained with William Shatner, baby. Let's see what we have here. What happens when nature is unnatural? What then? 
Devil's Tower. Is this a miracle of nature, or is it something even stranger? Lake Maracaibo, where the lightning never stops. Are we simply at its mercy? The unexplained. Friday. Oh, he whispered it! Oh. He whispered it, and the E disappeared and unexplained, and there was just an X there. We got a means answer. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. You want a miracle of nature? It is a miracle of nature that Chetner is still alive. Wow. That's Ouch. it. I That's mean, it. Good God, Poppy. Really? But he, he is about 15 years older than Poppy. He is old. He looks he's great, old. though. He, he does, fine. but he's old. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Uh, we apologize for any Shatner blasphemy by my father. We'll talk to you on Monday. So unnecessary. Are you going to be on the jump on Monday? Yeah, I am in Orlando. Oh, good. That's one show I'm not going to be watching. Yeah, and he's not here either. That's, That's right. right. Woohoo! Woo